Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. The global market sell-off early last week scares Aussie investors and takes a toll on stocks. Is now the time to worry or get excited? I'll take a look at the markets and give you my thoughts on where to look and where to avoid. I'll also answer your questions and a whole lot more. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, show your support for our channel and hit that subscribe button just down there. And remember to click the little bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune into our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us, the experts in stock market and trading, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. The Australian share market was a sea of red early last week, with investors fearful after the escalation of the US-China trade war and talk of a potential US recession. Now, investors concerned about a market correction were asking whether they should sell now and buy back later, or just ride out the market falling. The All Ordinaries Index has been incredibly bullish over the past seven months, making consecutively high highs, without any real pullback, which has not occurred since the move out of the global financial crisis low 10 years ago in March 2009. Now, as a consequence of the sustained rise, many investors have flooded into the stock market, and with every interest rate fall, more investors joined in the hopes of higher returns. It is important to remember that all markets fluctuate, with any rise or fall acting like a staircase, where prices rise and then stabilise before moving higher. This year, however, the rise has been more like an elevator going to the top floor. So what caused the Australian stock market to fall earlier in the week? Well, it appeared to be a combination of both reporting season and President Trump's imposed tariffs on Chinese imports that sent the market into a state of flux, resulting in a global sell-off of equities. As a consequence, the question everyone is asking, should we be worried about further falls? Despite what unfolded last week, my outlook for the Australian stock market remains bullish over the medium to long term, which I'll discuss in more detail shortly. As for the reporting season, the news was positive despite the heavy market sell-offs. Transurban released optimistic full-year results with increased revenue. It also announced it was raising $700 million in equity to fund the purchase of the remaining stake of the Sydney M5 motorway. Now, despite this, its shares were down over 5% last week. 
Shares in real estate giant Mervac rocketed early last week after reporting an increase in its operating profit of $631 million, which was up 4% on the previous year. That said, Mervac fell later in the week to be down just over 1%. Suncorp also recorded impressive full-year results with revenue of $15.5 billion and a final dividend of $0.44 cents a share. Despite falling heavily earlier in the week, it weathered the storm in the market and rose to regain lost ground. It finished the week up just over 3%. AMP, after releasing its half-year results last Thursday, was placed into a trading halt as it announced its intentions to raise $650 million in capital. AMP reported underlying profit of $309 million, which was down 38% on the previous year. This is no surprise given that the company announced a few weeks back that it would not be paying a dividend. Many investors tried to bottom pick this stock on Fridays. AMP finished the week up over 5%. That said, my warning to investors is not to bottom pick this stock in attempt to try and grab a bargain. Many have tried this over the past few years and have gotten burnt each time. AGL shares were down around 6% last week after flagging future headwinds that are expected to negatively impact their bottom line. Commonwealth Bank released better than expected news despite reporting an 8% decrease in net profit to $8.6 billion. This was largely due to the bank deciding to leave dividends unchanged at $4.31 a share. Both CBA and Westpac are my preferred banks for those looking to gain exposure in the financial services sector over the medium to longer term. In an unusual occurrence last week, all of the sectors in the Australian market were down, with communication services and consumer discretionary falling the least, with both down under 1.5%, while healthcare was down 4.5%, closely followed by utilities 3.8%. As for the top performing stocks in the ASX 100, James Hardy was the big winner, up 9.55%, followed by Northern Star Mining up 6%. Evolution Mining and Newcrest are both trading at all-time highs, and if you don't own these stocks right now, you've definitely missed the boat. Looking at the worst performers, A2 Milk and IAG fell heavily, down over 9%, closely followed by Worley Parsons, which was down over 8%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for the week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks you've chosen for me. I always love it when the market gets really, really volatile. It's interesting uh, what um, retail investors actually think and how they react to the market. I and mean, obviously, early last week, everybody was worried about where their stocks were going and whether they should sell and come back as a, again, which I mentioned a little bit earlier in my report, and what different stocks were doing, whilst others are out there looking for opportunity. Now, I know when the market's really more volatile like this, it gets really exciting for me as a trader because that sort of gets my juices going if you get what I'm talking about. Uh, to me, it doesn't matter what direction the market's heading, it's what your plan is. And my mum always said to me, Dale, it's not what happens that matters, it's how you handle it that does. And really how to handle things in the market is just having a set of rules and a process around what you're doing. So rather than just guessing, which most people do, if you have a solid plan, and it could be that your plan is to hold the top 20 stocks or top 50 stocks or 10 or 12 of those top 10 or top 50 stocks. Like I talk about in my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, if your plan is to hold those medium to long term, then short term fluctuations are irrelevant to you and you can sleep easy at night and not too, be too worried about it. 
But if you protect your downside risk uh, and let the upside happen, then also there's nothing to worry about. And that's really what the important thing is to remember and, and why people who read my book do so much better in the marketplace because I do talk about not letting the, any downward move affect your portfolio and how and what to do about it and rules around it. But let's have a look at the chart of the All Ordinaries Index because this is the first uh, month we had down or first downward month. So on the screen is a monthly chart. So we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven months up. And as you remembered in the report, I said this is the first month down or the strongest move we've had since the GFC. Now, if I go back to the GFC low, and we're just about to see that there, there's your GFC low. We've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven months straight up, one month down, a couple of months up. I'm thinking we may do something similar to that because remember, I'm still expecting a low to come in sort of September, October, possibly November, but over those next three months. So we may get one month up after this month down and uh, maybe make a new high. Now, obviously this is still 2009 on the screen, but that's the biggest bullish move that we've had. So if we go back to the current day, and just get it there. You see it fell about 30, uh, about 25% off that high. It fell into that range, which is fine for me. In, in, it also suggests the market is quite bullish. Now, if the market does keep falling away, I'd suggest it would find support around that 6393 or 6281. That 6281 would definitely pull it up, um, but possibly a little bit higher. But let's go to the weekly chart now and have a little bit of a look at that. And you can see it's just one week down has made this month to be bearish well, what would seem to be bearish. The interesting thing to me is it's tipping over. You can see the angle of that. If I put the trend line tool on here and you can see the angle of that move. And if I grab the trend line, let me grab the trend line. You can see the angle of this one is much shallower. It's tipping over, which means it's starting to run out of steam a little bit. So it's not surprising it has come down in terms of the price at this point in time, but I, I don't necessarily think this is definitely the high that I was looking at. It wouldn't surprise me if the market took off this week over the next two, three, four weeks. Um, made a new all-time high into the September and then started to come down into its low. The thing that interests me is this low down here at 6508 and where the close is at 6663. So it just showed you how bullish it was in the end of the week. If we go to the daily chart, you can see bang, Thursday took off and Friday was also up. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over the first few days of uh, this week to see whether we start getting a green bar here and, and moving right up. So if we do get a, a move up, then this market is likely to go through that all time high of that nine, sorry, six, nine, five, eight points, moving up into the up to past 7,000, possibly even up to 7,200, like I was suggesting earlier. But that's it. I do need to be prepared for the market to fall away. Um, through into September and possibly have its low in September, possibly early October, but four to six weeks down. Not my preferred, but uh, right now, but as a human being, we're always more bullish than we are bearish. So I always have to have that other side protected, but let's get into the questions for this week. All right, the first question is from Harvey Love. He says, there's a bit of talk of a recession coming. Uh, what are your thoughts, especially with the Trump trade war in full flight? Uh, look, I think it's all overblown. I mean, yes, the US market, um, the, the Fed Reserve dropped their interest rate by a quarter of a percent um, at the start or the end of July, the last day of July, I think it was the 30th or 31st of July. Um, it dropped it. Yes, the Fed talked a bit about possibly having another rate cut. We've had a rate cut, but geez, recessions are great for our stock market. It's really interesting. And a lot of people don't think of that. You normally would think that a recession would be 
pretty bad for the stock market because people aren't spending as much money. But the thing is, it's it's quite often the contrarian view is often is often the truth. Now, if you go and study the 1929 crash, our market went ballistic after that during the Great Depression. Uh, our market went up several hundred percent over those years following that. And again, during the Great Depression. Now, we're not even in a depression. They're talking a recession. Now, yes, it, markets don't go flying. But what happens is, is if when everybody is, if everybody knows there's a recession, everybody knows that, say, the market's falling or not going to be good, then there's not as much competition out there. So buying that, the only way is up, basically. If it's gone down as much as it was going to go, the only way is up because so much money continues to go into superannuation um, and into managed funds. So people are going in there because people are still getting money, putting it into it, and that has to go into the stock market. So if you've got less people or less retail investors buying, that means the big funds are buying and the big investors are buying and they're pushing the prices slowly up. So it still works really, really, really well. It's only when the market, the, the only reason the market falls is more selling happening. Uh, and that's not likely to happen because everybody's likely to panic, probably getting out now, selling all their shares right now, not really worrying about the market. But again, as I said, I think it's a really, really good sign that if we do are in a little bit of a recession, I don't actually think we will be, but you never know. Uh, moving on to the next question, we've got one from Zoe Lee. She goes, your thoughts on the all ordinary, all ordinary plummeting? I know it's quite normal for the share market to experience corrections like this and uh, that you shouldn't get too wrapped up in the short-term movements of the share markets, but in this current situation, would be better off to sell shares that have taken a big hit and purchase again when it gains momentum. Uh, the answer is pretty much no. Uh, you shouldn't do that. That's why you always have a down uh, or a downside strategy like a stop loss, trailing stop loss, like I talk in my book and like I talk on my live show. And, and you probably heard me say a hundred times um, on my weekly reports, always, always, always protect your downside. And if a stock tells you to exit, you exit. Don't just guess. Uh, because what happens is, is when you guess, you jump out thinking, oh, well, it's going to keep falling. But what happens when it turns around like stocks did? Um, towards the end of last week. We had a fall off earlier in the week uh, and then they came right back and some stocks that people would have exited thinking, oh, it's going to fall. Unless you know for certain that it's going to fall 30, 40, 50%, then why would you exit? Because getting out, you'll miss that next bullish run. And that's really about having rules around buying and selling, not just speculating. Um, and that's really why I keep saying you must have rules to buy sell. Uh, if you don't, then you're speculating or in other words, gambling. Now we've got a question from Steve Otts, I believe. Um, hi Dale, just to add a further question when you were talking about trading when it's bullish and trading the un and, and trading the unknown. I've only been trading since January 2019 when the market has been bullish. So haven't experienced a bear market or pullback yet. So yes, this is unknown to me. Um, there is is there any strategies that you would adopt for this or should your normal sell rules apply and trigger any market volatility based on each stock? Great question again. But again, it's a question based on a couple of days in the marketplace where people were not uh, very, very um, fearful about what was going on and all the talk. And that's why I keep saying to ignore the market noise, ignore the media, what they're telling you, because look at the stocks you own and look at what they're doing and 
work on them with buy and sell rules or solid buy and sell rules so that you're buying when they're going up and getting out when they're going down. But don't just think, oh, well, the market's going to go, it's going to be falling because that's what everybody's telling me. Um, just stick to your rules on the stocks. Always, always, always stick to your rules on stocks. Again, if you don't have any rules, get my book, Accelerate Your Wealth. It's your money, your choice. Now, I'm going to have a look at some stocks because everybody's question last, this week has always has been about the market and you know, do I sell now and buy back later? So it was quite interesting that when the market's more volatile, people are worried about that. Whereas the, it's interesting, our students on our course, our diploma course, um, I didn't get one student who was doing our trading mentor beginner course, not one student on our diploma course uh, that was emailing us saying, hey, what's going on with the market? What should I do? Not one. Uh, didn't get any of our investors that we manage their portfolios for ringing up saying, hey, Dale, what are you doing with my money? Is it safe? Not one. And it's because we educate our people not to be panicking, to understand that there are rules and processes and strategies around trading the market. And if you were nervous and you were unsure about what was going on or you were worried about stocks that you were um, hold or your portfolio, that it really is a huge sign that your education and your knowledge and your experience is nowhere near where it needs to be. And therefore I'd suggest you get my book or start one of our courses because we will take a lot of that fear, all that fear away, sorry, from you and we'll teach you rules around how to buy and sell so that you're more confident, more competent. And you use times like the last week as times to make more profits. And that's really, you make more money. It's not what you make that counts, it's what you don't lose that counts. Um, and that makes you far more money. But looking at some of the stocks, I'm gonna look at some of the stocks in the report. So um, on the screen, we've got AMP. Now this is one a lot of people are bottom picking and I've had people bottom picking this stock for years. And every time they do, I go, why are you crazy? Why are you kind of trying to get something that's falling? And you can see AMP from February, 2015. It's pretty much been in a free fall and since their March, 2018, just over two years, it's just tanked. And yet people still, want a bottom pick and we saw that on Friday with huge volume coming through. If I bring up that weekly chart, you'll see this, this move up where it ended up 5%. As I mentioned, if I go to a daily chart, you'll see it. Look at that big move just on Friday. So AMP went into a trading hold on Thursday, Friday it opens up and everybody thinks, you beauty, let's get into this stock and try and stag a big profit. Now it went up, but it's not going to go up for very long. This stock is looking quite sick. There's no confirmation of this moving up. There's no confirmation that it stopped falling. Do not ever bottom pick because you'll get bitten more times than uh, you'll get it right. So stay right away from AMP at this point in time. It's not a stock you want to be around. CBA on the other hand, whole different story. It's a great stock. CBA has been the, like when you're looking at banks, Macquarie's been the best performing bank since the GFC. CBA's the second best performing bank and uh, followed by Westpac as well. But you can see as you, most of the banks all had highs in April, March, April 2015, but now it's looking a lot better. And this is also a good example why you don't buy and hold. Like you could have bought back the bank back in November 2013 or April 2014 and all you've made is dividends. So whereas you could have sold out of their stock and too many people held um, onto banking stocks while they're falling away. And this is again, why you need rules to enter and exit because why would you just hold the stock to get dividends why could why wouldn't you be in a stock like bhp or rio that were going up and wes farmers and cochlear and csl all these great stocks that were flying they were really really flying but you can see here on the left hand side how cba has just gone vertical one two three four five six seven months up one and a bit months down so it was due to come down and obviously it was due to come down here right now 
Just wait till the dust settle. I think it's just going back to its normal momentum here. Wait for the dust to settle, but I think this is good medium to longer term. AGL is another stock that I like, but it's been a little bit bearish at this point in time. Big move down here last week. Just I think this could be a bit of an exhaustion of this downward move, but I'm still prepared for it not to be because right now the, this looks a little bit more bearish than I'd liked. I had would have liked it to stay above that low there at 19.38, but it did push down a little bit further. But again, it could be a bit of an exhaustion phase. Sometimes when you see a move up like this, you might see a more a big, big downward move to test that low, which is that low there at 17.44. Um, but if we start moving up again, then I think I would really like a um, AGL as part of a medium term portfolio after that. Um, ATML is one of these darlings that everybody's always wanted to get into um, over the last few years. And it's just come down the last week. You can see there on the, on the weekly chart, we've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks since that low. Um, we've had one, two, three, four, five, six weeks straight up. One week down is not a big issue at this point in time. Um, not sure this stock will be as bullish as what people would like it to be. Um, we did have that vertical move up. This could be searching for a high. So if you're not in A2 milk now, I don't suggest it would be a place for you to be putting your money right now. I need to see it hold above that level. And I'm not super confident it will. But at this point in time, it looks okay. If you do own it, just have a stop loss underneath it. IAG was one of the other ones that reported this week. And again, it's had a huge big bar down here. And if we look at here, it kept going bang, 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 bang at this point in time. Now that's real technical terms for you. Um, but right now it is looking a little bit bearish, but long term, it's just bullish. And it's just come back to that angle, as you can see. Um, if I put my trend line on it, you can see how that angle was that angle was there and if I just drag it over you can see how it was powering away from it it's just coming back to that angle so whether this is a sustained move downwards or whether it's just an easing of it like we talked about in the report it up in stairs it goes up and then comes down a little bit goes up comes down a bit that's what stocks do um, as long as it stays above that low of 740, I'd be happy with this stock. So that's it for me for this week's report. Um, if you do have a stock that you'd like me to look at, if you have a trading question or any question or like me to comment like those people did on the market because um, you've got some question about what's going on, please make sure you comment below. There's a comment section down below. Please do that. So um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And remember, right now, before you think of anything else, just hit that subscribe button to show your support for the channel. But that's it for me for this week. I'll talk to you next week. Good luck. Good trading. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.